0: Tiger Revenge, brought to you by... Warning, you are now entering the Blue Tiger 10, the intellectual dark web of comic book podcasting. Revenge is upon you. Hit the music.
1: Yeah, you may have heard I, I did quit the podcast for a few minutes, but uh, I'm back now. I'm back now. Okay, good. It, uh, I mean, heart broken, shattered dreams <laughs> in tears, but I'm here for the greatest po- comic book podcast on the planet. If one of one thing in my life has to be the greatest, that mm-hmm. least has to be fucking Blue Tiger. That's right, folks. Blue Tiger Revenge. I am comic book creator. Had with me is the he is the king of beards, and I don't know if his future is as bright as he thinks <laughs> that he should be wearing shades, but he <laughs> is. Uh, Big Brian Bales, he's here, he's here. Always. What's up, my man? What's going on? Are you ready for this epic day today?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listen. I was born ready if you can't tell by my shades i'm i'm ready
1: yeah what what's going on here what's with this mr mr cool factor
0: i don't know i just it just came to me in the opening and uh i think i'm gonna roll with it at least for a little while at least for a little while i'm gonna roll with it okay so i'll take it yeah you know we'll uh we'll just, we, you know we'll, we'll, we'll uh we'll play it as it goes we'll play it by ear and uh See what happens, but uh, what's going on, man? What's uh, what's new with
1: you? Just same old, same old, just plugging away, making comics. We've been uh, making some progress on Operation Blue, yeah. People don't know this, plans have changed because of my slow ass, but I'm almost done with the next page. It'll probably be going up after this this evening, uh, or tomorrow morning, one or the other. One or the Let's other, wait and see. But today is a special day because. One thing we've been kind of lax on, we've been kind of sleeping on, is the the whole, uh, you know, independent creator scene that is Kickstarter. That's true. And, uh, dude, there are some epic Kickstarters going right now. We're going to get all into that, um, but uh, we've got a special guest. We do. He's been on the show
0: before. He's got a Pre-revenge. Kickstarter Pre-revenge. Pre-revenge. So, Pre-revenge. Yeah.
1: That's right. But yeah. he's got a Kickstarter going, and we'll get all into that. It's... Uh, I think his Kickstarter even features some past guests.
0: I think it does. I think it does, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, man. Other than that, it's going good. Uh, Apparently, you've been telling me that this uh, Werewolf by Night is all the the hot jammies.
0: It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So Wait, wait. I just want to hear you say it. So I was right. You were right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was... uh, I don't know I don't know why they tagged it with a com- as a comedy cuz there really wasn't really anything comedic about it it was like straight up old school horror throwback um,
1: I guarantee it's because it was in black and white and they were like oh it's going to be like the old uh, funny old school monster movies and it's like eh. there was a little bit there was a
0: little bit of that I will say uh, the show stealer 100% was man thing he was phenomenal and, and and like he looked great for
1: like a TV that's budget. Been, that's been kind of the bash on like the, the Marvel T V shows, right? Is like the CGI some scenes you're like, wow, that's movie quality, and the other scene you're like, Oh god, that's terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I know
1: maybe sh- maybe people disagree
0: with me. I thought I thought he looked great. I'm
1: excited. And it sounds like there's there's a lot of buzz like the TV shows are doing really well. I, I would we're get more interesting projects like this. I will...
0: would watch a million of those Werewolf by Nights if they kept it going. I would be uh 100% down with that. Yeah. It was uh really well, well made. There was some uh um you know, to a younger audience there was some stuff that I think would have been pretty scary. Um oh, Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was a uh, there was some gore and some blood splatter. Um that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was in the black and white and then, you know, uh there was some color splashed in it too, which uh, you know, it played really really well. Um Yeah, you definitely you will love it. You as an old school monster guy, um you you will be into it a lot.
1: Yeah, I I almost, I tried watching it last night but you know I don't have Disney yeah. so I was like oh, I'll just rent it. You can't rent it Mm-mm. anywhere. It's like nope. Come to the dark side of the mouse. Yeah. If you want if you want to see this you have to enter the house of mouse. Yep. And um, I might have to do it for this.
0: It's you'll you will you will it will be worthwhile even if you like do it for a month, just do the monthly, just do one month and watch Werewolf by Night. I mean, it's, what, yeah. 10 bucks. I mean, that's worth it.
1: It's still cheaper than going to the theaters.
0: Exactly. I do wish it would have made it a movie, but, you know, they made it, like, an hour special, which was really great. Um,
1: you know, it's probably best if they do a vehicle like that because maybe it keeps it nice and short.
0: Yeah, and no filler. Quick um like there was no backstory they just like got right into it which i thought was pretty cool um but left you know they left it open to where you know you could do backstories later on if you know it does well enough to garner that which i i
1: think it has well that's the kind of wonderful thing about all these i guess i guess you could say i don't want to say all these superhero projects but we'll just say the marvel uh like universe the mcu Is that once they introduce a character, whether it's good or bad, that character is kind of like open source to use in any kind of vehicle they decide to throw in there. So, I don't know. Like I know people are kind of a little burnt on it. So I mean, it's very hit or miss. It sounds like uh, with folks. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's gonna. It opens the door for some really interesting vehicles because people forget, man. Like those initial Marvel movies that came out for like Thor and Cap. Weren't exactly like blowing the doors off no. people's homes. No, you know, especially Thor. That first, those first couple of Thors were like, uh, you didn't need them. Yeah. No, no. Nah, nah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, you know that uh, New York Comic Con is going on this weekend. Um, Wait, well, I think no. it just it As just I, it just wrapped up. So you know because it's a yeah. Sunday and we're recording.
1: is um, I enviously look at twitter to see all the cool things i know
0: i know i saw some i saw some really cool cosplay i saw this probably the best cable cosplay i've ever seen in my life that thing was amazing um and I, i'm not a big cosplay guy but when i saw that i was like okay that's cool i res- listen i respect like when you when you put in the time and the effort to like really go balls oh, yeah. to the wall i respect it or like you get some like Wonky ones. I think Rose City had a Boba Fett, but it was Boba T. So it was Boba Fett, but he had Boba T attached all over him. And I thought that that was really neat. (laughs) Uh but one of the the probably the most interesting news, and I want to get your take on it, because you're a you know you're a physical comic guy. Um is that uh DC Infinite, I guess I, I think that's their app name. I don't I don't have the app anymore. But uh, they just announced a new plan where previously you had to wait six months before, like, a new issue would appear, right? It was, Mm -hmm. you know, when it came into the comic shops, it would be six months until it would end up on the app. Now there's a new tier where you're only waiting one month to get the, you know, to get the latest book. So, like, if a book came out today, it would be available in one month on uh, on DC Infinite. Um. And I'm wondering...
1: And now, and let me ask you this: Is it you? Pay, it's it's like a one-time fee. Pay you pay it, so and then you get access. It's a monthly. So it's a subscription. Yeah, monthly subscription. Uh, my, I think it's cool. The only problem with it is that if you're in a if you're on a book that is getting you royalties, meaning it's selling really well, or you've negotiated something where you do have royalty access, yeah, that is going to kill. Them. Because uh in this day and age, a lot of your royalties, a large chunk of it, will come from like online sales. Mm-hmm. Like, like basically, you know, through like Amazon or yeah, like yeah. the other you know, the comicsology or something. And um I think by doing that now D C isn't really in the business of create owned own stuff. So uh especially these days. Yeah. You know, vertigo's gone. So I guess maybe it doesn't really matter because most creators aren't getting a back end on their dc books they're getting a you know a nice hefty payday and then maybe if it's crossing a certain threshold in sales which is fairly rare for most for most books right um even big name books because i mean i've seen the contracts like you know i've signed some of those contracts in the past it's like if you're not crossing like a ridiculous like 90s level style like number yeah sales, yeah um, you're not really getting the back end. And um, so I would say it probably doesn't affect DC creators too much. But if you know, you are doing a creator own thing, that could fuck you up. Like That would right. be something where I would want to negotiate with them, like, well, how long do you go to online market like through a subscription thing? Because that's something that I've asked around on. Um, Cause like I remember when Cretaceous, uh, Cretaceous just recently was. It went uh, on Comixology, yeah. Right, and um, you know, like I could never, I couldn't get a straight answer from anybody. I'll just be, I'll say that straight out. Like, yeah. Nothing against the company, nothing. But like even people that weren't related to the publisher, I couldn't like people that are in the know, like people that you and I know that are like they study this type of stuff. Uh, they couldn't give me an answer, and they were like, "I'm gonna ask around," and no one could give them a straight answer of like, "Hey, when it goes to these." You know, platforms, these subscription platforms like Comixology, and like essentially, like if you're paying your 6.99 or 10.99 a month, um, and you have, you know, it's in there with the free books, you know. Yeah. You know, wh- what kind of backend is that? Like, do you get a percent? You get some, a few cents off of every view or download? Like, how does that work? And, uh, you know, that's one of those things that there's a reason why I couldn't get a straight answer.
0: Right. There's a reason. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Um, right.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I could if I really dug and got a lawyer or a really like savvy agent and, you know, sure. really explored it, but it yeah, I mean, I think it's good uh for DC. I don't know if it necessarily long-term uh will be good for creators because, you know, if you just finished a project, um yeah, uh, you know, like that means that the entire book is on their subscription platform, um, a month after you finished mm. like a six issue run. Mm-hmm. So if it's if you've got some kind of Vertigo esque deal, that means like, why are people going to buy uh, a a you know a digital copy of it for ten ninety nine or six ninety nine when they could do the subscription and read it for free and everything else? Yeah, under DC. Yeah. So, you know, and let's be honest, is a like a anybody who is like subscribe like purchasing stuff you know when you're uh you know when you're, yeah you're gonna look for the best deal you possibly can and right. i mean i would that's what i would do i wouldn't buy i wouldn't you know how many times are you gonna possibly read a graphic novel especially digital once time, do people yeah pr- maybe right? twice that's probably the average. Yeah. yeah like how many people are going back through all the hundreds of comics and graphic novels are buying in pdf forms or in through digital right right and actually and probably not very often i don't even read my physical ones that often you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. read them like once or twice and that's and then they sit on the shelf like a trophy yeah you know uh, yeah so but all right
0: uh, so i want to i want to dip out and, and get into sports for a minute though because
1: well our guest is going to be ready here in a few minutes
0: all right well he, this he will be just online I haven't seen him yet. Um Okay, well then let's keep going. This will be really this will be really quick because history happened. History happened. Uh the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Um and they got into the playoffs on an epic ninth inning, two outs, full count, home run uh by cal raleigh who let's be honest in nine months there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of babies born with the name cal um, in the pacific northwest <laughs> whose nickname is northwest, baby. whose whose nickname because he has a big butt is affectionately the big dumper that's his nickname he's the mariners catcher um and so they made it into the wild card uh game one no handled handled the toronto blue jays no problem Game two, which was last night, they got down eight to one. They were down eight to one. It was the best, it's a it was the best of three-game series, so they won game one. Game two last night, they got game, uh, game two. They were down eight to one, came back to win ten to nine, and it was amazing. It was uh, the second I think the second biggest comeback in uh, playoff history in the, in, in baseball. So, uh, now they're facing the Houston Astros next week. So I'm excited. It's a good time to be a Mariners fan.
1: Yeah. I mean, haven't the lost a playoff,
0: playoff game. game in over 20 years, baby. Let's go.
1: Who hasn't lost a playoff game in over 20 years? The Mariners. Is that because they weren't in the playoffs for 20 years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, see that right there, folks? That's what you call marketing. Like, yep, yep. Uh, haven't lost in the playoffs in 20 years. We're that good. That's and right. The reality is That's they just weren't good enough to make the playoffs.
0: Well, it's been, uh, it's been rough. It's been a rough time as a Mariners fan, but now we can rejoice that they're back. They're back. And, and they made back. it. They advanced in a way the on, only the Mariners could do. Uh, high, highly stressful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was great. It was great.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, Well, why don't we uh, see if we can coordinate and get our our guest in here, and uh, then we'll get into all these sweet, sweet uh, Kickstarter projects that are throwing down hard right now. Let's do it. Check, one, two. And we're back with our special guest, Ludi Ludi Sexton. How's it going, my What's man? What's up?
2: Going great. Glad to be back. It's been a year.
1: Has it been it's exactly been a, a year?
2: year? Wow! It's almost yeah, March of two thousand twenty-one. Okay. The last oh. last episode.
1: Holy shit!
2: Yeah, it's Holy been a while. Holy shit!
1: Damn. Yeah. Uh, now, last time we talked, I want to say you were
2: in Jersey. I was. Were you at? Yeah, now? yeah. I try not to say. Try not to stay in one place for too long. Don't, know, don't want to be found. I'd say that's that. Uh, that's, right. that's
0: the army in you, right?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to keep my are, are FBI you... agent guessing, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're
1: now are, are you your army, right? You're not air force.
2: No army. Yeah, I'm army.
1: Good, good man. My sister's <laughs> air force. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's garbage, human. <laughs> garbage, human. Yeah. So okay, the reason why we have you, we're having you on, is because uh, let's just get right to the chase. Uh, our, our listeners know that you're kind of becoming like this, you're like this up and coming, uh, I, I want to say like independent publisher, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're self-financing all these really interesting projects. It uh, seems like, I want to say more like action based ones, right. Would that be, but with like a historical kind of overtone, yeah,
2: I, I'm branching out into a little bit of everything, but primarily right now, uh Lovecraftian, uh, noir stories, science fiction, horror, uh, mixed with a little bit of superheroes. So, yeah.
1: Okay. And so, you have an anthology that's that's right now live on right Kickstarter.
2: Yep.
1: Brian and I have both back. That we have. Um, that we have. And I gotta, I gotta be honest, I'm very excited to see, uh, you know, just what you've put together. Because, like, I'll be honest, looking at it, like, you've got some really, really top tier talent on there. Like yeah. when I saw David Brame, I was like, oh shit, David Brahm just got nominated for an Eisner. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've it, like, he's the man. So I know that this is legit. Now break it down for us. Tell us about it. First, tell us, you know, what is the project? How many creators you have? And then we're going to get into, I want to know, like, how did you rank? Cause artists and, and writers is like wrangling cats. Oh, uh, absolutely. Man. So I want, we want to know how it all came yeah. together.
2: Uh, Yeah, so it it all came together. We just finished the third issue of Double Cross, which is our superhero story, Uh, and I was working with – we just finished the Variant cover. I was working with uh, Colleen Palmer, who I'd worked with on uh, one of my other series, Nod, and she does all the Variant covers on Double Cross, and I actually had brought up – we were talking about failed Kickstarters uh, Mm -hmm. and failed projects, and – uh projects that just never got off the ground and i was like man i always wanted to do an anthology and i had tried whenever i lived in alaska uh and that's i, I right. name dropped up uh, to i named dropped a few <laughs> i was like oh, yeah, i had tag lucia signed on and everything else and uh you
1: and i even had like a meeting about we it like, yeah, we had yeah where we were like how are we gonna do how are you gonna do this and like who should you reach out that's local you know that sort of thing
2: yeah absolutely and i met with artists and everything else and like you said it was it was like herding cats uh, eventually it fell through. It didn't have much interest in it, uh, and you know, Colleen said, "Hey, let's. That sounds awesome. Let's give it another shot. Let's do, you know, write horror. I'm a horror artist. Uh, let's do a, you know, a monster anthology." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll go for it. Sure, why not? We were riding that high from a successful Kickstarter. So, uh, we spent about two weeks framing all out what we wanted to." Uh, fully only expecting to get about 10 people maybe 10 artist teams
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i
2: think within the first two weeks i had around 200 emails wow uh well trying to get in on it so it was it was crazy yeah
1: so So let me ask you this was there was a lot of the interest just from i don't know i don't want to say people that were I'll just say people that weren't ready to work on a, like a, a, a comic project. Was it a lot of like students or was it like actual, a lot of pros mixed in there?
2: There It was a good mix. Um, okay. I got, I got I had one guy who, uh, unfortunately took the rejection letter pretty harshly. Mm. Uh, but he <laughs> ended up signing to heavy metal magazine, like two days later. Uh, um, oh. yeah, I, I had, you know, there's a good mixture of people that were spending you know, like stick figure, concepts and everything uh and then there are some that were like hey here's you know this story and uh, surprisingly a lot of them were like hey you know if this gets accepted even if it doesn't get accepted i still want to work with warden comics uh and i'm actually signing them onto a series deal here soon so uh, for Dude, any, that's
0: great yeah, that's excellent man. there's
2: yeah like you said there's some big names uh that made it through on this um and then, and there's some up and coming, like brand new. This is their first project. Artist teams that have signed on.
0: Wow, so, wow. a little
2: bit of a mix of everything.
0: So, can you? That's awesome. Can you break down like how? How do you put an anthology together? I guess you know for the you know for somebody, um, well me, but also you know we probably have listeners who you know have read anthologies but don't know like necessarily what goes into you know putting one out, deciding deciding the order and, and all that other stuff. So like what goes into an anthology?
2: Oh, there's so much. Uh, I don't even know if I'm doing it the right way to, to be honest with you. Um, just like everything I, I ask questions, I reach out to people every once in a while, you'll shoot an email to someone that you'll, you know, say, Oh, these guys will never respond to me. Yeah. And, and then yeah. they respond to you and hold your hand through the whole process. Um, a lot of the artist teams that submitted have, done previous anthologies. Uh, I researched a lot of it by writing for other anthologies, uh, kind of cut my teeth on it like that. Uh, just you know, researching on Kickstarter, emailing people, talking to them. Uh, it's very simple to go on Kickstarter and search by anthologies and just shoot an email out uh, asking like, hey, I like the format of your book. What was your process going through it? Um, as far as artist teams, it, it's really difficult to pick and choose artist teams as they come in sometimes the art's great uh, it just doesn't fit your your theme of your anthology mm-hmm. and sometimes you know it fits the theme of your anthology but the art isn't great it's it's very difficult to do rejection letters sometimes Yeah, uh, i would say anyone who's going to start an anthology uh, just do the research on how successful ones have been formatted uh, and just be personable with you know with all these teams and there's a right way to do rejection, there's a, a right, a wrong way to do rejection, so.
1: Okay. Gotcha. I mean, tell, telling somebody no is never fun. No. Absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, I've been told no more times than I could possibly, hell, just in this last year, man, like this last two months, I've had four projects either get rejected or canceled um in the last couple months, and like I mean, had it been like 10 years ago, I would have taken it super personal, you know, just because you're young and you're like, fuck these guys. (laughs) Um, You know, but the reality is, it's just like, there's a lot of creators out there. There's a lot of stories and sometimes you're just what you're the project that you want to push through or the idea you have, the art you have, whatever, just, you know, like it's hard getting rejection letters, but like no one should take it personal. It's nothing against them. It just, it doesn't fit with, like you said, the, the overall, like, vision of the project you know
2: absolutely as as far as framing the anthology too i mean going back to your previous question here it's it's kind of difficult because everyone's got their different styles Uh, i think on this one we have 15 different stories 15 different artist teams they're all over the place the art styles the tone of the stories the monsters that they introduce uh there's sci-fi there's detective noir there's uh Fairy tale esque stories on here. Uh, it's it's very difficult, uh, kind of framing all of those into a story. Some of them are black and white. Some of them are full color. Some of them are black and white with splashes of color. Um, it's it's yeah. very interesting trying to fit them all through. Yeah, uh, seeing how, how they tie together. But I owe, ninety nine percent of this project to to Colleen Palmer for editing. <laughs> Getting all that stuff through, it's it blows my mind. I'm I'm just the guy who, you know, says yeah or nay on the stories, and she does all the editing. So, and I, she tells so me. you did you didn't, write, you didn't
1: write all the stories.
2: You I didn't did write not, them all? Yeah, I wrote I wrote yeah. one of the stories on the anthologies. Okay. I wrote um, Colleen and I actually did a story called the Backrooms, which anyone who spent any amount of time on Reddit uh, probably knows what the Backrooms are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah I wanted to give a little. Homage to that.
0: I love it. That's cool. That's, that's really cool. cool. How long are how long are each of the stories? Is there do they, they vary? They vary
2: from some of them are four pages. Some of them are t- the max is ten.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so so you're pr- going to relatively short. It's going to be a pretty hefty sized book then with 15, 15 right. stories. That's right awesome. About one
2: hundred and fifteen pages. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. That's awesome. And now, uh, what do you, for printing? Because that's that's my I I love to get into the nitty-gritty on printing. Like, that's, that's he, my thing. We'll, we'll talk
0: for about an hour about five or six <laughs> different printing companies and, you know, deep dive online. So, yeah, we get
1: into it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. In sure, I, I struck a deal with a printing company called Mixum. Oh, uh, yeah. On, online printing company. They do great work. Mm-hmm. And
1: Are they back to above board? Because for a while, they were kind of like – like i had done i was going to do a print order through them. this was like during the pandemic mm-hmm. and um they were just having paper supply problems so uh, you know it was just really hard getting anything done. I'm guessing they're back to
2: yeah no board. they're they're back they're they're good to go um, yeah, they do a lot of advertising for you as well so if you if oh, your really? book looks great they'll advertise it for you for free and give you a discount on printing so i've I've worked out a deal with them. Yeah, they always they always do top tier quality. So very cool. Yeah,
1: they really you do get a lot of bang for your buck with them. They they're really nice. Um, now is it? Are you doing hardbound? Is it soft cover? No, uh, uh, soft
2: cover, it? paperback. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. one of our okay. one of our stretch goals. I don't know if we'll make it on there, but one of our stretch goals is we've discussed doing a a hardbound. So hopefully, we'll make it.
0: Yeah, I'd love I'm to a, see the book. And I'm in, a sucker for a good for a good hardback, man. Oh they yeah, me too. Get me every time. Tiger
1: cubs. Come on. Come we through for the go. man. Let's go. Yeah. Now, the book's called
2: Monsters, correct? Monstrosities, yeah.
1: Monstrosities. Jesus. Good. Wow. Good job, Ted.
0: Wow. Monstros- <laughs> God, What a piece of garbage. Ramon was yeah. right. You are a rat.
1: Rat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Monstros- so there you go, Tiger Cubs. You want? We all know that you like that hard, hardbound book just in <laughs> your hands. You know? So you're like you're reading it, you can crack walnuts while you while you're yeah. you're reading, you can do whatever you need.
2: Sitting you by a fire. Yourself.
1: Yep. That's right. So okay. let's 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 push it out there. We know we have the listeners. We have the juice. That's right. We see the download numbers. So make it fucking happen. Let's Come on. go.
2: Um but uh, I, num- I think it's cool. The numbers are going up right now. I can
1: that's right. See them. We're Perfect. watching them.
2: Just boop, 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 boop. Perfect. Uh,
1: that's the one thing i think is so great about anthologies though uh, kind of going back to what you said is that you get such a nice smorgasbord of different like looks to every yeah. story like nothing's the same like there's nothing I, that bothers me more is when you get an anthology um and everything's exactly the same you know what i mean like if it's the same artist fine but it's always kind of a bummer if, like, you can tell, like, they just specifically hired people that were, like, Jim Lee clones or something, or Mark Silvester's oh, you know.
2: Yeah. So I, I actually, I suffered from that at the beginning. I was like, man, if I'm going to do an anthology, every single story, it needs to be, you know, Alex Ross level art. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, <it's> not happening. <laughs> that doesn't happen.
1: So, would you focus on just really like storytelling? Like, who's good at telling story? And then we'll go from there. Because I, I imagine there's got to be some art styles that were present where you're like, hey, this isn't really my jam, but this looks, this does look good and the story's smooth.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I probably turned down some like Jim Lee, Alex Ross level art. Um, it, it broke yeah. my heart. I, I cried and I cried many nights. Um, <laughs> no, I we wanted really to fit the theme. So, we wanted insanity inducing monsters so the stories that i requested had to uh, they had to really ramp up and show that that slow descent into madness
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, slow descent into insanity and also the monsters had a it had to be something i've never seen before or
1: yeah
2: if it's something that i've seen before where it had to be so different uh and the insanity really had to be there the slow play uh, I might lie, there's some stories, there's some that made it into this anthology that after we read them, we had to get on a phone call, like, what did I just read? Like, that's in the book, <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's insane, so.
0: That's awesome, I love that. Yeah,
2: so, there's a, it's a real showcase in writing, too. Uh, some of these stories are, you're going to be like, wow, I didn't see that one coming at all, so.
1: Oh, that's cool. Okay, right, nice, nice. You got a lot of like twists yeah, and good turns. Twist. So I get oh. how
0: how close to uh, how close to done is the book?
2: The book is finished. Oh, the book is absolutely finished, ready to go to print.
0: Thank you, my man, my man. Yeah. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah, yeah I try, we. Uh, yeah. I try to finish oh, all my ahead. books before Kickstarter.
0: I love yeah. that. I love that because we have been
1: uh, <laughs> we have been burned a couple oh, of times. No. Yeah. Now, by burn by we, you mean like the comic book fans? Is that what you're? Trying I, to say I meant like you
0: and like, me specifically have been burned by Kickstarters saying that you know, that. was it, oh, it, it, yeah. uh, I'm still waiting. I'm a,
2: like two years past waiting on a couple of books. Yeah, I, it's never showed up. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a couple really big Kickstarters. Was it 2012? To last year no 2020 right
0: yeah it was yeah 20 and 21 so yeah
1: yeah by um some i'm not i won't say the artists um we've said but, them before
0: um, but yeah that's fine
1: you've said it before that's true you've out. said it before call them out yeah it, it like they, they even started they their did. own company oh they did they, they even started their own company and um i don't i think one of the projects came out but that artist has since left the group um and got his book out and then the rest of you we know, we haven't gotten that years. book yet.
0: We haven't got that book yet either. Uh,
1: no, was it me? Oh, really? No, it wasn't you. It Was just me? No, 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 no. Uh, I'll put it. But in no, it was just one. It, it was one of those where, um, I mean, you're talking like their Kickstarter's like
0: eighty well, thousand. The
1: eighty thousand, hundred thousand, <sighs> and you know the whole ad was like, oh yeah, we're we're done at the finish line. We're we're, we're done. done. We're ninety ninety percent done with the yeah. book. We just have to graphic design yeah. and then. Do like, no updates, no nothing. You know, um, I think the one guy went vacationed in Europe and was like Instagramming about it, and I people were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. People were pissed. Yeah, it was one of those for the free
2: kind of, vacation. Uh, Pretty much, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Rough.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those where you don't. Like, I don't really like as guys that we were like, they were going to come on the podcast and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like we talked about them coming on. And then as soon as they hit their their goals and stuff, um, they just kind of ghosted. And it seems like they ghosted everybody, Uh, like they ghosted social media, everything just mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it's just it was one of those where you're like, man, you're like a, a, you know, a B list Hey, you know, small A-list artists working at all the big companies, and you just did that. Like everyone is gonna know. You know what I mean? Like it's not gonna help. This isn't gonna help you get work down the line. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, It was just really weird. It's just really weird to, especially when you're grifting people out of like almost six figures. That's <sighs> fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, but you know, no, that's ridiculous. I'm, 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 I'm. Kudos to
0: you, man. I, I think that that's awesome. That your, your book is done. It's just we're getting, we gotta, we gotta get them printed. So I love that.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, I'll, they'll be printed. Um, the second that the Kickstarter funds, uh, I usually send them to print to try to get them out a little earlier than other books. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And, uh, how close are you to your, uh, your goal right now?
2: Are you, are you at it? Uh, looks like we're at,
1: Oh, you're oh. at 91%, my man.
2: Yeah. We're, Right there, four hundred shy. You're right there.
0: Ten days left, and hopefully not. It should be nine days. I'm going to have this out tomorrow. So, folks, if you're listening, we got nine days left on uh, Ludi's Kickstarter monstrosities. So, uh, check the link in the show notes and uh, and and get yourself some horror goodness.
2: Yeah,
1: dude, I got the. the, I'm so excited for this book. Me too. I'm not. I don't normally. I'm always very picky about the stuff that I buy. Mm -hmm. But uh like just the like I said, there's so the variety of art styles and stuff. It just looks so cool. So cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you so, so Oh good bro? Oh, I was gonna say, uh this might be asking you to pick your favorite kid. But, oh, but good lord. Do, do you have a favorite? <laughs> is there is there like a story in there that uh, you're like you love, and it can't be your own. It can't be your own. But
2: uh, oh, bad, there, no, I'm gonna time. get so many. I'm gonna get so many angry emails from this. Is
0: there? Is there uh, one? It, it, it maybe not your favorite. It's saying you know, but just one that you're like, oh man, I cannot wait for people to read this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course there is, but <laughs> you can say
1: it. You I can't. Can say it. No I, one can't hope- yeah,
2: I can't say it. <laughs> No, I'm I'm excited. Uh, there's a couple of them. The Ties that Bind uh, is a mythology-based one, uh which I'm I'm really excited for uh as well as uh, New Life by, you know, Robert Mingus and David Braem. The art is it's top-notch. I mean Yeah.
1: The colors are really awesome. Yeah. Uh they really look good. Yeah, you know, Braem's here in Alaska now. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, he he's a he's a good dude, man. Did you ever get to meet him, or were you gone by then?
2: I I did not think I was gone by then. Oh, yeah. I never you, stick you around did. long enough.
1: Oh, you're just a man on the go. You're always moving around, right? Yeah. Always, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. No. Just, so I missed uh, I missed Brahm in Alaska, and then I met Claire Rushing in uh, New Jersey. She does a story called "It Lights the House." Uh, okay. Not to give anything away, but uh, very Lovecraftian, uh, black and white, old school 1950s-esque story. Cool. Yeah, super super Is that great. the one with, with the lighthouse? It is. Yeah. Okay, I'm, lo- I'm looking
0: at
1: a page of that right now.
0: Yeah, that that's looks really, cool. really
1: good. Who did the one that's kind of got like a manga feel to it? It's all black and white. There's like this godlike being in space with like a black face and like a glowing Yeah.
2: So that's, that's called a waking dream. Uh, the artist goes by Mr. Guh. Yeah. I'm sure Mr. Guh. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I, I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to get my hands on it. So it's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So, um, okay. So you've been you're doing a Kickstarter. Have you been paying attention to any of the Kickstarters that? Because uh, I know you back a lot of Kickstarters. Too. I do. you always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? Have you been? Uh, have you been checking out any of these? Uh, I Guess in your current. Uh, I, I don't know what you got.
2: I just backed uh, a book called Cthulhu World Hardcover Art Book, just because I'm a sucker for Cthulhu.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: And yeah if you look it up on on Kickstarter the artwork is absolutely insane
1: very cool um i actually pulled a few kickstarters um, yeah what you got first to, let's, kinda, let's us us to highlight them. if that's cool all
0: right. hit us with yeah, it hit us with let's
1: it back them. okay let me uh I got i'm sharing my screen here
0: oh boy don't break it don't break it
1: all right yeah
2: <laughs> they they better all like owe you a call or email after this.
1: That's right. Oh, hey, look, look at this. There's monstrosities. Oh, can you guys see that? Is it sharing now? Uh, it, it, Give it a minute. It'll
0: load up. But yeah, it's sharing. You know, for the folks at home, this is uh, riveting. There we go.
2: Riveting, riveting. Uh, Chad knows how to work the Internet. <laughs> slow.
1: Yeah, not really.
0: Yeah, don't you. Uh, you hung credit. out with
1: me. You know how dumb I am. Like, come on. Okay, um this was one uh this was one that I uh I thought we should highlight by a guy named Brian Sum. It's like aftermarket. It's like all mechanical designs. Like I know it's m- not
0: comics. Very cyberpunk. Very cyberpunk.
1: Oh. Yeah, I just I've been following this guy on Instagram for a couple of years, so I've seen probably a lot of the stuff that's in here, but and some of his drawings are just really really cool. Yeah. I'm um, like and like you can see, kind of scrolling through some of the stuff. But uh I don't know. I always liked all. I've always wanted. I was never good at this kind of stuff. You know, these like real clean, mechanical concept art. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's kind of the guys kind of doing the thing that I always wanted to do. I'm always such a sloppy artist. You
2: know, everything <laughs> I draw is dirty and sloppy. Yeah, the art, the artwork. It looks
1: really looks cool. Nice, really cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? Um, yeah. Yeah, and like. I think his book's like fifty bucks. It's for for the just the standard, um, you know. I you know this is kind of like an artist pick. It's like I said, it's not really. There's no storytelling or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I think if you're like a an art student
2: or something, and you're looking for inspiration.
0: Shoot, I'm even, I'm not an art student. I love a good art book, man. I love oh, I a just, good art book. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'm a sucker for a good coffee table book.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, I and mean, look at just like his layouts and stuff.
1: Like,
0: yeah, and it's
2: hard and
1: it's hardbound. Like we were kind of. Hmm.
2: Just, I, it looks, I get it, it's Tad. A little, I'll, I'll put the hardcover <laughs> book out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what you could do. You know what you could do. And I hate people that say, "You know what you should do." And now I'm gonna do that. Do it. You. Do it. But do it. Could, what has Warden have you ever thought about putting out like a like a Warden Comics like uh, exclusive? So like this is everything that we've done from like 2015 to 2022 or something like a, like a box. That? Like,
2: like a collected yeah, like a box, yeah,
1: yeah, like, where it's like a Bible of everything, oh like a like a giant this, omnibus, yeah, of just okay. like everything oh, that you man. published, you know, I'd be like, here get yeah. four hundred pages of warden comics, look at this,
2: yeah, absolutely, I think uh after I get a couple more books out, so we have uh we have our first series, double cross, um, I just wrapped. Uh, issue six, so we're starting. We're starting the artwork on issue six, um, okay. and this ties back into Monstrosities. Uh, for all those artists out there, all those aspiring artists, when you get a rejection letter uh, for an anthology or a book that you didn't want, that doesn't. That's not always the end of it. Um, I've paired up with uh, an artist whom I, I had to say no on the Monstrosities uh, submission, yeah. but he is now helping me write double cross seven through 12. So he's, I still brought him into the warden comics family. Cool. So he is, yeah, he's still going, he's still going strong on it. Dude. But, uh, I yeah, love absolutely. that you're
1: doing that. That's a good message because yeah. it just shows like, just cause you get rejected, you're only being rejected, rejected for this particular project. You're not just getting, it's not a blanket rejection of like everything you do is terrible. Like don't ever email us again. Right. Oh,
2: uh, absolutely. And the community is so small too, man. I mean, yeah, you're going to get picked up somewhere.
1: Right.
0: Absolutely. Right. So what do we got? Um, what do we got here?
1: Well, because we just had Ramon on and, and he's full of bad ideas. I figure we should probably um, feature this bad idea project. Yeah. Uh, the art looks really good. It's only, I mean, it, I don't, well, I guess it's got 16 days to go, um, but it's called uh stop bad idea. And I guess they're getting ready to put out a series of, Graphic novels for this thing called was it like Hero, yeah,
0: something like
1: that, and uh I don't know it. It looks it looks good. I mean, it looks really good, and they've got so many. You know, bad ideas like such a weird model. Like I still can't really wrap my head around.
0: Right. That. Yeah. Me but, either.
1: Um, just because like I don't. Ludi, do you know about them? Bad idea.
2: I I don't.
1: They're a new I'm publisher publishing house, but they they only cater to a few stores that sign up to carry their books. So they're not in just mass market. They only um, set like work with comic shops that want to work directly with them. So it's almost like they've cut out like the middleman of like, you know, the distributors and they just cater straight to and
0: limited, limited print runs. Um,
1: Everything's limited print runs. Yeah. Like everything it's like to appeal more to the collector's market and like you look at some of the people that they've got working it's all like top tier yeah. talent, um and they put i mean like i've never i've never even heard of this book but they're putting out like 100 page graphic novels mm-hmm. that you can get but how many of them it's like there's three four
2: i, I mean that's interesting that's an interesting business model i usually just walk into comic book stores and beg them to sell my book
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, right yeah it's yeah. different yeah yeah but I think it's just because, like, they must have, like, some pretty big pockets with exp- like expendable budgets. Um, so, because, the- I mean, the guys they're bringing in are, like I said, they're all, like, you know, A-list artists that,
2: you yeah. know,
1: see valiant guys where you're like. And, and, you know, looking at this, it looks like their shit is selling. Like, their top tiers are all sold out.
0: Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, this is
1: yeah, it's insane. Like- yeah it um it's kind of a weird mo- i guess they had like a big showing at uh new york comic-con uh this past weekend that
0: sounds about right
1: yeah yeah but i just wanted to it's the artwork was really impressive so it was kind of one of those and like matt kind wrote it so it was kind of one of those getting some they're getting some like heavy hitters in the industry working on it. yeah Even,
2: uh Doing a stop bad idea live petition on full display at New York Comic Con. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. I and mean, yeah. yeah. Good marketing for sure. What uh what do you got next, man? Hit us with the next one.
2: Okay, this
1: one only it only has a few days left, but I like a lot of the old school stuff, and it's the complete uh little Nemo in Slumberland. Oh, Apparently nice. it's like a second printing of it. But like yeah. you know, you're talking Windsor McKay, who is like a lot of people will say is like one of the first you know, comic artists. Yeah. And you know, we're talking.
0: Hit guys. us with the tears, man. What? 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 Uh, what are we <laughs> looking at here? <laughs> I'm guessing you want this. I mean, it looks uh, pretty see. cool. I'd take a look at it, you know.
1: Let's see. You for sixty
0: bucks. Sixty can Canadian, so forty four US.
1: You can get the wow, that uh, calculation. Yep.
0: Well, it says it right yeah. there,
2: so. Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, did
2: you do that in your head? Yeah, that's
1: yeah, right. So you can get. The complete PDF collection. I'm a physical guy. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I like yeah. that, that paper on the shelf. Um, looks like for 120 bucks Canadian or 88 American, you can get just a regular straight up printing of the entire collection. And it collects, like, looks like everything from 1905 to 1927.
0: That's really cool.
1: So that's a lot of, you know, comic pages. I love it. A lot. Yeah, when I was actually in college, um, Hubert School, they had a bunch of—I don't know if they were originals or if they were prints—but they had like the like, like the line work pages, mm-hmm. like uh, framed up on one of the walls of uh, a few uh, Winter McKay, and it was impressive, man. It was super impressive. Let's see, they have some premium. I'm guessing that's like a probably like a hardbound book or something, and that's you're looking at about a hundred ten dollars. Probably plus some shipping. And then it just goes on from there. It's just different packages with more stuff, larger packages. But uh, yeah, yeah, that look, I thought it looked kind of cool, little Nemo. I don't know. I, did you guys ever get into that? Were you ever read any of that stuff? Like any of the reprints from back in the day? I
0: don't think so, no. But it looks no, really I mean, cool.
1: I mean, you look at this stuff and it's hard to believe he was drawing this stuff back, uh, you know, he was drawing like this back in. Turn of the century, essentially. You know, like, pretty fucking impressive. Right. All, all pen and ink. Crazy cityscapes. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would, I would highly recommend it, even if it's just looking at some of the stuff online. But, um, and then, uh, I wanted to highlight this because we actually had him on the podcast.
0: We uh, did. He
1: was talking about this. But Grizz Grobus, I, from, uh, from Simon Roy, Simon actually gave me a zine of this like I don't know four, three, four years ago when he was just it was just a little zine. It was like eight pages. Him and I were tabling together at a convention, and he was like, "Oh, here, have have one of these zines for Grizz Grobus."
0: Yeah, so it um,
2: starts, man.
1: That's right. And Simon is you know he's top notch artist out of uh, Vancouver, B.C. and writer. I should just say top notch creator. Um the one thing that's the most impressive is they did an he animated a bunch of the artwork for the trailer. Um,
0: he he always puts together top notch trailers, man. Always. Yeah, I'll
1: turn the, the volume up, but just so you guys can see it. Come on.
0: Let's see what we oh, got here. A, oh. you, you really want to do this on your Alaskan internet, huh? I'm
1: trying. Wow. Terrible idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the worst idea?
2: I wouldn't definitely wouldn't oh. say it's your worst idea, but it's, it's definitely up there.
1: <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Said refresh it.
2: Oh.
0: Come on. That's not going to happen. It's not hey, going to happen. While everyone's,
2: 10 minutes for that to load... Uh, everyone's yeah, already I, turned
0: off the show, so...
2: Yeah, Ted hit a hit yeah. a good point too, man. Like, and that's that's how I started too. It's you know, for any uh, upcoming writers or artists that are out there listening on it, uh, just go buy booths at comic cons uh, and just talk to the artists. Drop them a you know a sign of your your book, your script, or whatever. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, get rejected twenty times and get accepted once. That's all yeah, you need.
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um I Are think- you are you doing any conventions, Ludi? Uh
2: I'm I'm planning on it uh moving into next year or so. My son is uh is old enough that I can be away from home for a little bit now, so Yeah.
1: Yeah, because um, like Texas, that whole region, man, like yeah, Kansas and um like the whole Midwest actually is kind of got some big conventions that are a bit sleepy. Texas alone, you could like hit that whole state and be busy year round with cons. Oh,
2: Seems yeah. Like Dallas Comic Con, Houston, mm-hmm. San Antonio. All mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. All right. Well, this isn't going to play. Sorry, guys. I'm a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yep. We know. Um, hit the next one. Thanks
1: a lot, Alaska. Um, and then the, the next one that I wanted to highlight. So, Grizz Grobus, Simon Roy, go pick it up. Um, I think it's like a hundred pages. He did it as a, he was, he had an interesting approach. He did his as a web comic on, um, webtoons and, uh, and now he's, you know, compiling it. It seems like that seems to be a, um, a very advantageous move. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is that anything you've ever thought about doing with Warden Comics is having uh, like a online presence where you can start releasing some of the that's old That's the projects? next step, man. Nice. Yeah.
2: As soon as I can figure out how to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last one I wanted to show, um, and this was one that Bri told me
0: about. I did.
1: Yesterday, and I backed it immediately because I'm a sucker for anything Popeye-related. But there's a Popeye art book. And I remember when uh, King Features was hitting people up and they were getting just all types of different artists to do their take on Popeye or do a Popeye strip. Mm-hmm. And um, did I try and become one of those guys? Yes. Did I succeed? No. <laughs> and, but, like, I mean, like, like I love this Kelly Jones illustration yeah. uh, of Popeye. Like, this oh, is actually around. For I think like seven years or so, but I mean,
0: that's so rad. You know, I love Kelly Jones Batman, dude. Like,
1: yeah, and then you put him on Popeye; mm-hmm, it's even better.
0: Mm-hmm. Batman sucks.
1: Anyway, but Popeye, <laughs> real American superhero, like, yeah, uh, the original.
2: Know that. that is amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's cool, right? Like, it's just an interesting take on like an old school character.
0: Oh, and it's Clover um, Press that's putting it out. They always put out uh, good products too. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up backing, uh, I think I ended up getting like the let's See, it did like the 48 or $37. So it's like the Popeye. It's basically just book. All their add-ons are like stickers and yeah, little things like that. And like, um, art cards. But as you can see, like, I mean, Luda, you know, you're, you're in the, the throes of the anthological, uh, bookmaking, yeah. uh, I mean, like, talk oh, about that's variety, so cool. Right? I mean, there's just so much different stuff, um, weird stuff. Oh yes, stuff, more design stuff. I love it.
0: Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. it. Shit, now I'm gonna have to back this, and I don't even yeah. care for Popeye. So,
1: you know, it's part of Americana, bride. true. It's part of our culture, true. Um, why don't you be a patriot? Wow. Expose your your Wow. Sun. Wow. Wow. To what it means to be an American and back, Popeye. All right, you're a
2: Marine. I just my I just want the Marine. sweet, like mermaid Popeye bookmark that comes with it.
0: Same.
1: Oh, right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There. And there's zombie Popeye postcard too. That's just uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Scroll down a little bit. I
0: like El Popeye, man. That thing is sweet. No, right
2: here. Yeah. Uh, right there. Yeah. Oh, that is rad. Yeah. Got olive oils, like yeah. Her intestines yeah, are. I, or his intestines are hanging out. I want
1: this, sure. um, this, like, old school Rat Fink uh, Popeye with oh yeah, pot
0: rod. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what you would call that boat. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I'm El Popeye. I'm pretty excited, and it looks like they've got some of the Yo slash IDW um, uh, packages available because, like, IDW and uh, YOE, I believe they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, they collab for a few years, and we're putting out bunch of like weird ass Popeye comics like pop like I got I picked up one that was like Popeye versus Mars attacks and so one of the one of the packages you can get all those all those back issues that it looks like
2: yeah, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for like any crossover yeah especially like early 80s early 90s ones. yeah yeah real okay I've got, oh. I've got every like TMNT versus book ever
0: so so tell me then so tell me then here we go if you got a chance to do a to do a crossover from that era, what would you do?
2: Yeah. Uh, it depends on which one of my books. I would I would definitely go. I'm going to say right off the bat on on Kickstarter, I would love to do a crossover with the Lovecraft P.I. and the Miskatonic High people because okay. we all started somewhat around the same time on kickstarter uh yeah. and they just had the time to you know keep cranking out books uh so they they shot way past me uh, they did a crossover uh, about a year i think a year ago uh just phenomenal like lovecraft storytelling uh absolutely amazing i on a larger scale i i mean i would love to see batman beat up any of my characters
1: nice. i mean that would be
2: that would be cool Yeah, of course, like all my characters would have to lose because it's Batman, but. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. That's right. That's right. Whoa, no, (laughs) don't, don't boost Brian's ego. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you, Batman's the best. No, come on. Let's be honest. Batman, he'd be like a force to be reckoned with, but don't you think around the time he hits like 35, he's going to start falling off a little bit.
2: So one of my favorite Batman books is uh, – it, it's Wonder Woman is like looking for uh, this girl who's been kidnapped and she invokes the right of uh, Hippolyta or something to force Wonder Woman to protect her. And then yeah. Batman's like, nah, I can still take Wonder Woman. Uh, I think she like almost drowns him in a puddle. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you know, oh, I- is,
1: is that the one where she's standing on his head on the cover?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah.
1: That's a great like, yeah, one. Yeah, it's not even close, man. Yeah. Yeah. When that when that I used to um when I was in the art school, there was a bunch of dudes there that were heavy Batman fans and I'd always bust that out and be like, Oh, Batman's really getting his butt kicked at this <laughs> Yeah. You said he was the best. <laughs> and they'd be like, Oh fuck you, fuck you. Like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Batman got his ass. Yeah, I, I, man, if I right. ever got a that's true. That's true. If I got my chance to ever do a Batman. Oh, story, here we go. Here we Batman, go. I'd have it like Batman to be like 45, 50 and be like, yeah, I can take anybody. And then he like gets in a fight with some just regular robber guys. Maybe got some like big old cauliflower ears. And, um, and then maybe he like, I don't know, throws a punch and like pulls his shoulder or something. And then the dude just, just beats the shit out of him and like basically just leaves him there to be like be too old for this dad go home it's
2: like bane round two
1: <laughs> yeah but it'd be like a normal it'd be a regular guy just a yeah. g- younger, g- in the in the prime of his life and people would hate it but i think people would, would
0: hate, be, hate it it's true <laughs> they would
1: hate it would be hilarious it.
0: though but yeah, yeah.
1: guys like what are you doing you're too old for this <laughs> no, I'm bad i'm the bad i can still do it but uh, yeah i don't know so uh okay Got a Kickstarter. We reviewed a few kickstarters yeah. that uh, look pretty awesome. Um, I, I want to know what we've still, you know, we're still, we're only 50 minutes in. So I want to know what's going on next. Yeah. Cause I know you, yeah. you're a planner. You're a guy yeah. that's always got stuff in the works years out.
2: What's yeah, next? I, I got, a. Uh, so next off off the bat, it's going to be, uh, sequel to crow in the eternal night uh I, I worked with colleen that's kind of how uh we got affiliated was you know working on nod and then uh, working on double cross and then she had a project called crow in the eternal night which uh, had failed on kickstarter the first time around and i said ah, you know let me let me take a look at it you know try my hand at this the whole editing uh scenario and yeah. Uh, we added some more pages to it, uh, tweaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. She crushed her, her re-Kickstarter, second round of her Kickstarter. Uh, and then she came back, and this is a probably a huge boost to my ego at the time, which is probably why I'm still doing it. Uh, but she's like, hey, how would you like to w- write the sequel? I was like, uh, absolutely. I would love to write that sequel. Yeah. Uh, so the sequel comes out uh, at the end of this year. That's going to be next for us. Uh, Crow in the Dying Light. Or the Crow and the Infernal Light. Sorry, uh, it's okay. it's going to be uh, amazing. I can't wait for that Kickstarter. Uh, that's one of my favorite books out of our collection. Very cool. Uh, after that, it's going to be you know Double Cross. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll wrap up the uh, issues four, five, and six on the next coming up Kickstarters, uh, and then do the collected edition with cover art by the one and only Tag Galusha for the graphic novel. Nice. Uh,
1: is that the collection. cover I'm doing now?
2: No, no, that's the uh, that's the one that you did uh, about two years ago. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. the the main character. Yeah, the one you're doing now is going to be the uh, hardcover collector's edition of Nod, uh, number one through okay. six. So that will probably that's where be I was a little
1: year. confused So I was like, I remember I'm doing the Nod character now. Yeah. Is that the one that's going to be for the that's I I, I don't know. Been crazy. Yeah, I forgot no, that I did a cover for uh, the other one.
2: It's crazy that, like, it just, it kind of blew up. Now I just have, and I've got series everywhere.
0: That's awesome, Um, man. Congratulations. uh,
2: Thank you. Yeah, I've got another series called Hopeless Texas that I I hope to get out out here soon, uh, which is kind of a different take for us on, uh, it's not superheroes, it's not supernatural, it's not sci-fi, anything like that. It's just, you know, it's a love story about a small Texas town, you know, guy falls in love with a stripper and a whole bunch of cocaine and cartels are involved and it's it's a good time okay this uh, sounds awesome i'm in i'm in yeah, i'm, I'm in. watching yeah, better right? call saul that's,
1: right now and that's I'm usually in. the selling point
2: yeah i'm in send it i'm in um and then yeah. we'll start our uh our next anthology we'll start in january for oh yeah it'll um, be called our, O. called oh o.
0: And what's the theme for that one yeah or can you can you tell us
2: uh, yeah, no, I can't. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be octopi. So okay. Anything to do oh, with octopus. Okay, well. Yeah. Anything? Anything. anything? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> we all watch the boys. Mature audiences, but not that mature. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That actually sounds really cool. So are we talking maybe like some Cthulhu kind of stuff or like oh, some yeah. alien kind of stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a all little over bit sci
2: I, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a sneak peek on it. I'm, I'm actually writing a, um, undersea western uh story for it yeah so octopus cowboy
1: cool awesome.
2: oh that's it oh that's okay cool. okay so
1: oh you really are gonna have it's, like a it's whole gonna be all, of all genres. over the place
2: oh yeah wow. there's yeah the the genres so for our monstrosity it's very horror insanity themed uh kind of darkness stuff uh yeah. for oh it's i expect it's gonna be all over the place that sounds yeah amazing
1: yeah I mean octopus that's such a great theme it is um I you better be ready man because like, oh. octopus yeah. have like a, a ridiculously crazy internet following you might uh might find yourself uh up to your eyeballs and tentacles man. Uh,
2: yeah no I can I can already foresee the emails yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be awkward there's gonna be some so uncomfortable
1: are you gonna yeah, yeah. are you going to do the same process uh, as you did uh, for monstrosities? Are you going to have like a, okay, Warden Comics is open for submissions, uh, anybody wants to do, you know, five to ten page story, like we're ready to roll?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll blast that on social media and then we'll have it on our website, uh, wardencomics.com. So have, yeah. it'll have all the guidelines on it. Um, pr- I'll probably expand the team a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The company's getting a little bit bigger. Uh, so we're yeah. bringing on more uh, graphic designers. Positions are available. All you get to email me, anybody who's listening. Uh, always looking to expand the team. Um, That's awesome. But Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to do it big. Cool. We're going to try to make bigger cool. every year. I
0: love it, man.
1: Um, do you, when you do a lot, when, I mean, obviously, you're, like, you're starting to grow this catalog and stuff. Yeah. Um, is that something that you're going to start offering as like additional tiers? Is that like, oh, hey, you know, 're getting the you know you're getting the octopus anthology monstrosity might be your uh you know, up your alley too if you're liking what
2: put Oh, hundred percent yeah there's uh there is a reward tier on our monstrosities Kickstarter right now where you can get every book that we've done so we'll continue oh. putting those packages together yeah cool that's
1: that's cool man too. and, yeah.
2: and I, the Onibus is a great idea too yeah, so
1: now this is gonna sound really weird but I have to say it's been super inspiring watching you operate. Because like when I first met you, I think it was like maybe what three or four years ago. Probably four years ago. It was right before the pandemic, I want to say two
2: thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah,
1: Something, I think it was two thousand eighteen. It's when I was doing yeah. that workshop. I think is when you and I really uh, like had some real. I think it's the first time we like
2: hung out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think and it was like,
2: like a really awkward interaction at Comic Con. <laughs> probably. I don't honestly I probably wouldn't even remember. Was but, I there for that Comic-Con? Yeah, Comic-Con?
0: I was there for 2018 uh, Comic-Con, I think. For oh. Arctic? Or was it 2018 or we, 2019 the year I went?
1: I think you came up 2019 cuz that was the year we had Adam Hughes.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um but uh yeah, it's just been really awesome much cuz I remember you took the workshop you and I talked about like you know, oh, like formatting scripts, that was something that, uh, you know, I mean, I'm getting it just I think you were just working on like your first book at the time, maybe second. And uh, you're just getting getting rolling. And now you're like, dude, you've got multiple titles underneath company. Mm-hmm. You're, you've got all these successful Kickstarters. It's just really cool to see because, you know, like you talk to somebody and you know most of the time you just you don't know. It'd be amazing if they accomplish like 10 percent of what they're talking about accomplishing and i've watched you accomplish a hundred percent of everything you've talked about and then some you are know, like 120 yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's cool to see it's inspiring like i've been doing comics for 10 years now and um like it motivates me to be like dude i gotta get off my fucking ass and get some <laughs> of these personal projects going like yeah. this is, this is impressive yeah, it's 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 really cool, especially when I mean you know how it is. It's it's a weird industry to break into, mm-hmm. um, and like, as much as I hate to say it, it's like some of the indie stuff people kind of like, eh, we'll wait till you're bigger, you know. Like it's it's really hard to get rolling, and uh, dude, you've just like fucking just ran through all those walls, just <laughs> you know. Oh but, yeah, that's
2: I just I'm too stubborn to stop. That I, I think it's my problem.
1: But that's good, that's though. That's problem. I mean, problem. that's kind of like... Yeah. That's the... I mean, to make it in any form of entertainment, I think you have to have that mentality. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. You, like, I mean, you've got... You're putting out an anthology that not only looks good, but it's got, like, some, like, people with some serious accolades. like, no joke, David Brame was, like, right up there this year for a fucking Eisner. You mm-hmm. know? like mm-hmm. Down between him and, like, three other people, I think. So, I mean... That's huge, man. That's that's really
2: huge. Yeah, I, th- I think the big thing is, too, I mean, there's a lot of companies... Uh, you know, I, I based my company on uh, companies that came before me, too, so I know there's more than just me out there, but uh, there are comic book companies out there that literally are just for independent artists and yep. writers. Yeah. And I, I don't think people know that. I think they just kind of stumble through and try to find their way, but if you research them, they're out there, uh, and they'll they'll give you a shot. I mean, on something, Yeah, you yeah. Know, I have, yeah, that, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't want to do a book or something, but they just want some piece of it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like do a variant cover or do, you know, do some artwork and we'll throw it in the book. Yeah. So, yeah, they, yeah. those companies exist, man. I mean, it's, if it wasn't for those types of companies, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at. They gave me a start. So.
1: Yeah, and I I gotta be honest, like, I'm in this thing now where I, tr- I gravitate more towards that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, that was the whole thing I kept, like, uh, Brian and I were talking about, like, with New York Comic Con. Even my wife and I were like, you know, like, if we do any conventions next year, we should try and go to the con- conventions where we know there's going to be a lot of, like, interesting, independent stuff. And, like, you know, New York is just a breeding ground for interesting stuff, yeah. especially on the comic scene. And I kept seeing people, like, making the rounds, like, on Instagram, like, picking up books. And they were all from, like, companies like Warden Comics or, like, I'm currently working for this cool company out in Boise called... Um, and, uh you know, it's just... It's stuff that, like, yeah, you're probably not going to see Marvel and DC put it out because it's not superheroes. Hell, you might not even see Dark Horse put it out because it's not, like, IP sci-fi, like, you know... Yeah. Like Star Wars or, yep. or something. And... um But it's... Yeah, I don't know. It seems like that's where all the creative. It's just like you know, you get into film, right? What's the like the most like most revered film is like when you're like, oh yeah, man, Clerks was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah, it was that kind of. Stuff. It was before it got big, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that whole independent. Because there's no cool one. Classics. Right, and then because there's nobody saying what you can and can't do. It's doors wide open, like go crazy. Everything's an experiment, and like a lot of times, I think you end up hitting fire. Rather than being just like lukewarm on, like, oh yeah, here's another, like, just basic, boring hero story. Right, you know, right. Oh, you know, good defeats evil. Indie sector, like, fuck it, evil is triumphing.
2: And a hero dies on page two. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's just, it's cool. It's, it's neat to see. It's almost like, it's like the Ninja Turtle blueprint, I guess. Um, just is a, alive and strong and because of the way the industry is built now is you might not see it in like mainstream stores but it's thriving through places like kickstarter and stuff like i mean half the books that i buy anymore are just kickstarter stuff
2: yeah yeah no same yeah yeah
1: so let me ask you this man um because i know you're like me you're all about like trying to get better um, what, uh, what stuff have you been employing since we, uh, we last, uh, had you on the show to just up your, g- obviously your stuff's getting better. Yeah. You know, your books are getting, ama- are just amazing looking. And, uh, so what are you doing to like, you know, beef up your writing skills besides just writing all the time? I mean,
2: Oh yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing honestly is, uh, trying to reach out and write for other anthologies and write for okay. other stories uh, I've been doing a lot of that, um, you know. Still getting rejection letters, um, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's a few that are coming out next year that you'll see my name on. Very cool, dude. Yeah, Congrats! Just, that's just keep writing, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing they say is like it's hard to get artwork as an artist, but it's ten times harder to get work oh. as a writer because at least with an yeah. artist, I can show you what I can do, right? Where with a writer, it's like, what what can you do, man? <laughs> You know yeah. And I mean? you might like not be a, good at
0: selling yourself, you know, like, oh, hey, I got this story and maybe I can't, you know, I don't have my elevator pitch isn't very good. But then, you know, it may be the greatest thing you've ever read. But if I can't sell you on it, I can't just show you a picture of it. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And and this sucks to hear, too, man. But, uh, yeah, I've I've had to do some writing for free just to get my name out there. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Hey, don't you don't even have to pay me, just pay the artist. I just j- just slap my name on there. You will be alright.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah. yeah, I mean it sucks, but sometimes that's
2: um <laughs> that's yeah, it's, it's how bad you want it, you know? Right. You got to get your name out there, got to start your brand, so
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Something something yeah. you said earlier uh uh kind of kind of stuck with me, you know, cuz I think we've talked a lot about like rejection letters and, you know, still, you know, moving forward with that. And then you talked about I think it was your uh, your your partner uh, your 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 collaborator uh, Colleen was that her name?
2: Yeah, Colleen Palmer.
0: Colleen Palmer, and you know she had a failed Kickstarter, and yep. then reworked it into a successful Kickstarter. Is that is that correct? So talk yeah, a little bit about absolutely. that. I mean, you know, because a lot of people think, oh man, my Kickstarter failed, so that means my project sucks. You know? Um,
2: oh yeah, not at all. I mean sometimes there's things you got to you know have to tweak like sometimes you're you just didn't put out as many updates or your tiers weren't you know all there mm-hmm. uh, it's
1: better video
2: yeah better video uh, video quality better images time of the it, it year
0: be, maybe too i mean
2: yeah it could be numerous things uh she's really a man she came back and crushed it um uh, she added like oh, dude, six pages that book is just awesome redid stuff Uh, she goes, she does cons all the time. If you guys ever bump into her, like absolutely go up and talk to her. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, she's a graph. I mean, she's a graphic designer. She does almost all of our graphic design stuff. Cool. But Kickstarter will give you, you know, a second chance, uh, to fund your, I believe they only give you two, correct? I don't know. You're Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they only give you two. Um, yeah, but she came back and far exceeded her goal. She's just, uh, yeah, you, she she has to pump me up sometimes you're like hey you know even if you fail like we, we'll get it on the second time around
0: so, right right yeah. no i think it's that that's a have. good yeah it's that's a good thing to know you know for folks out there yeah. who are you know wanting to get projects off the ground i mean just because it doesn't get go the first time doesn't mean it won't the second you know
2: oh i mean uh, there's she has a, a following a pretty heavy following so mm-hmm. anytime we put out a book you know, that's that's a huge portion of my backers. They're like, Oh hey, is Colleen on this book? I'm like Yeah, she wrote the she wrote the back page. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on it. Yeah. Back yeah.
0: It. yeah. I started following her on Instagram. She posts uh, phenomenal art. So yeah.
2: Pixel Gremlin Gremlin. Pixel Gremlin, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. She is cool. she's she does some crazy stuff with uh with black and whites. Um and then she brought uh, with her a lot of artists that she's worked with. Uh one of them is uh Rio Burton. She's part of our monstrosities anthology. Uh she has a story yeah. called Cat's Eye and it is Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not a cat person now because of it. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> well it's like that. All right. Cats are cats are assholes, man. That's yeah. that's true. That but no true. phenomenal yeah. art. She did the okay. Rio did the variant cover for Crow and the Eternal Night and I, as soon as I saw her name on the email pitch, I was like, yep, yeah, absolutely, you're in. Let's do this.
1: Cool. So that's cool. That's really cool, man. I, I'm so happy to see you thriving. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm underselling, like, uh, how excited I am. To I see feel
2: like, you, like, I feel like you're, you're overselling me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it,
1: I don't know. Like it, uh, this last couple of years is like weighed heavy on my soul being in this industry. Um, and just you know various reasons but seeing people who actually like joy comics love comics like them and then watching them excel like that makes it where you're like you know it's easy to once you've already made it to talk about like what it takes to get a project and because like you know if you're already super well established right like someone's gonna publish your your project mm-hmm. like, yeah. like that's the reality or at least like pitching a project is much easier than I think when no one knows who you are and you're starting out, you know, in like the indies or something like that. Like it's always so difficult. So to watch you like really grow and create like this massive brand for yourself, uh, you know, through Kickstarter, dude, it's fucking, it's inspiring. It really is. Like it's made me like want to do something similar. And like there's projects I want to do that I could never get anyone to publish do it, like, okay. I gotta figure out a way to, yeah. I gotta do it,
2: yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll publish anything you you got, Ted. Just send it my way.
1: There you go. Anything,
2: yeah, anything, anything, man. anything. Any. All right, my, man. I've
1: been really working on my photography. A lot of boudoir type stuff. So <laughs> get ready.
2: <laughs> you know what hasn't been done is like boudoir and like Halloween masks, like the the horse mask. Just silly boudoir, oh, yeah. man. Send it. There we go. Yeah.
1: Here we go. Get ready, boys. It's coming. Slapp, oh, boy.
2: Slapp, new from Warden
1: Comics. Oh, my new God. From- <laughs> Everyone's face is blacked out in the back like, that. Yeah, we don't... This is all a bad Galicia gig. We don't... We published it. It's bad contracting. We don't know... What to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, stupid podcast. Just told him to do anything you wanted to. That's right. That's right.
1: Stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> um, I will say, though, dude, any, any stuff you want us to promote. Yeah. Um, Cause the podcast is growing. Um, and we can tell you, give you some numbers afterwards if you like. Um, but it is kind of taken off, which thank you to all of our listeners. Yes. Like, we love you all. You guys. Yeah. It's, we're happy that you guys are enjoying the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, like love to promote any put right now. indie is where it's at. I've gotten, um, like, Brian, and I, you know, we, we read a lot of comics mm-hmm. so we're constantly all through the week talking. And, like, my big thing now is, like, I've been trying to track down, like, black and white thing, like, indie series, you know, like a three, three issue or four issue miniseries from, like, the 80s that's just, it never was reprinted. It's not collected in a graphic novel anywhere. And, um, you know, it's from, like, Kitchen Sink Press or some publisher that's been defunct since 94. Yeah. And it's just crazy. Some of these, like, you find, like, some really big. Did some really crazy fun stuff, and you're like, God, why is, why is this not getting highlighted? Because it's so different than just, I don't know, Batman and Wolverine, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, what do you, what have you, been, we, what we should get into that? Let's do uh, it. I know you read a lot of comics. Yeah.
2: Well, oh, I do, yeah.
1: What have you been reading these
2: days? What's the hot uh, take? Where's my stack at? I have a stack somewhere here.
0: Oh, the just old like stack. Dry. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just finished. Uh, I, I I broke down. I had to read Berserker. Um,
0: oh, I've been reading that.
2: I was so pissed off because I, I had launched a Kickstarter. Uh, and then like a day after I launched, uh, I see on the like main Kickstarter page, Berserker by Keanu Reeves. Uh, and that was really disheartening because I was like, how am I supposed to? Am I supposed to compete with Keanu Reeves? Like if he does a comic book.
0: Yeah. 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 If
2: you go on Kickstarter and you see, uh, some, something from warden comics, you know, no name publisher. And then you see Keanu Reeves side by side with it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying the Keanu Reeves book. (laughs) Yeah. All day, every day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, I, I, uh, I've been reading a lot of, uh, kind of weird things uh i picked him up at uh at awesome con in uh in dc a couple months oh, how ago was, that? Was, it, was that it was con? massive it was so big I, I i was uh i was blown away i thought it was gonna be this like kind of small podunk kind of thing yeah Man, i, I pulled i pulled into the convention center and got out and i was just like overwhelmed it was just hundreds upon hundreds of people
0: wow
1: I, was yeah. there any i bet there was a lot of international uh, folks there were there any like overseas publishers that came seems like yeah, that would be the perfect place a, for a it. lot
2: uh it's the first time uh besides alaska comic-con that i have uh bumped into someone who i had backed on kickstarter an independent artist i had backed on kickstarter uh and as soon as i saw his booth i was like oh my god dude, like i i backed you on kickstarter like i have your book in my hotel yeah. room right now man like this is amazing <laughs> um and, and like i said the community is so small yeah uh, yeah but yeah, I signed a bunch of uh, new artists and writers. Uh, I was trying to find. I don't know that book is. Yeah, give me one second. Yeah, yeah. Find that book.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, grab it, man. Since he's looking, what are you? What are you? You've been on your teenage mutant ninja turtle shit, or are you still off that?
0: I'm still off of it, man. I'm still. Uh, hey
1: taking a break yeah just taking i'm a not break. i'm listen i'm
0: still buying them I, i'm waiting i just i you know i needed a break from it and uh yeah
2: yeah all okay, right what, so what do you got so three books i'll pitch on here uh one is called reign of beast Reign of beast i, I know the people oh, listening can't see the cover of it but
1: yeah, oh, um, that's interesting who published that
2: this is a self-published book. Um, actually, it's by Fishcoin Press. Okay. I believe this is self-published, but uh, the back of the book reads, Daniel is a master of dreams, interpreting the visions of kings and haunted by his own. Well-known for surviving a lion's den, his apocalyptic visions recorded in the later half of the book of Daniel are often overlooked. Reign of Beasts is an adaption of Chapter 7 – which recounts a nightmare of four vicious titans waging war with all creation where we are introduced to the prominent bi- biblical figure known as the son of man, so essentially uh oh. four giant beasts representing uh the nations are fighting with each other it's it's amazing an insane concept uh um, yeah
1: that sounds that's really cool sec- it sounds like a second, second really book. big world um, oh absolutely it was,
2: yeah yeah uh second book's called in the abyss
1: Oh, dude, it that's a cool cover.
2: Very a cool. Comic retelling of an H. G. Wells story uh, oh, by Keith I Carmack, that... R. H. Stewart, and Jessica Jaina.
1: And I think a lot of that H. G. Wells stuff—it's old enough. I think it would be public domain now
2: at this point, too. I believe too. so. Yeah. And I mean, it's <sighs> just the artwork is—it's—it's uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's.
1: Oh, oh yeah! Yeah, man. That's yeah, really it's, good. It's, it's, dude, the colors are sick on that.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, very very br- vibrant. I mean, they just do blues and yellows really well. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, looks really cool. Yeah, and then the last one is a book called Fair Hunters uh, by Anderson Carmen. I, I met this guy at Awesome Con. I think we talked for like an hour. Um, okay. And this this book is Think Ghostbusters. Oh.
1: I think I remember this floating around online.
2: Yeah, I think, think Ghostbusters, but instead of Ghost, it's uh, whatever people fear uh, can manifest if they fear. That's it. cool. Uh, oh, like uh, a
1: gen, almost like a gen or something?
2: Sort of, yeah. And then there's a, a corporation just like Ghostbusters that come out and they lock them up and wow. you know, suck That's them awesome. up into traps and everything else. They're, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal.
0: That's cool. Oh,
1: yeah. So and so, um, so I'm guessing that you're probably gonna plan on doing some of the Texas conventions and kind of do the same thing, start scouting for some some talents and.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, every you know, single every single Comic Con I I do or Entertainment Con or anything, uh, yeah. I, I love just walking around to to booths and finding the, you know, the, the artist or whatever. It's just often like corner booth by themselves.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. Away in a corner, Heck like, yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I just have this one issue, like, I, you know. Or if you're Tad, probably,
0: right next to the shitter.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, th- they probably won't make. Uh, they probably won't make back what they spent on the booth. Uh, but they're there because they love comic books and they're trying to get their name out. And, uh, I yeah, I search for those people. Hundred yeah. percent.
0: Absolutely, that's cool.
2: Yeah, and be like, yeah. hey you want to work on a book together or, or something? Cause like, this is amazing.
1: So. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, I've been in those shoes where you're just, you're just hoping for an opportunity. You're looking for somebody to just think what you're doing is in the right direction and just mm-hmm. give you a shot. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's just, Oh man. I remember back in early days when I first moved to Portland and I would go to like Rose city comic con. And back then it wasn't in the, like it was in like, I don't know. It was like, in, like the basement of like a hotel yeah yeah and um yeah it's you'd not, go it's not around creepy at all no not at all i mean it was you know it was a nice it was like a convention hall, like a small convention hall, just at a hotel you know so it was yep. smaller and um god man i remember just getting rejected and rejected and like some of them the people reject me i'd be like no my samples look better than your book and they'd be <laughs> like nah it's not for us and i'm like God You know, and they're like, Yeah, you're almost there, kid and I'm like, I'm farther than you are. Fuck you It was so frustrating. It was the worst, you know, and then like and then like sometimes you'd have people that would talk to you and then it would just you'd find out later that like they were talking to you because they wanted you to work for them for free or something. Right.
2: Oh, no, that happens a lot, yeah. A lot, yeah. Or the people that like they think they're you know, uh, uh Cautious how I say this. They think that they're way better than what they actually are. I had a yes. guy yep. had an awesome con He was like, "Yeah, eight hundred dollars a page," and I was like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, we no. we I had
1: that. Brian, Brian and I are working on this small project. Yeah. Um And uh, I, we were we printed up like the first five pages and then like some concept work for it. So it was like a like a thirteen page teaser, right? And um <laughs> we were just we we're we we're selling them give giving most it, of them it, out. Washington summer and, con. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this gal come up to me and she's like, Are you looking for someone to do flats? And I was like, always looking for people to do flats for my for colors like, Yeah. She's like, Okay, well I start at a hundred bucks a page and I was like, Excuse me? <laughs> I was like, That's what people pay for colors. I was like and I go, Is someone actually paying you a hundred dollars a page for flats? She's like, Oh yeah. And no. I go, no, they're not. Like, <laughs> no, no he's one's straight up,
0: he straight yeah. up just was like, no, they're not. Like,
1: No, they're, yeah. Not. <laughs> they're, yeah, not. And they're she, not. Yeah, and she kind of had that look at, like, you know, deer in the headlights, like, oh, shit. Like, like she really thought by saying that, yes, someone pays me this money. I was like, dude, if I want that gig, fuck, make a thousand yeah. bucks a day. That sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> right? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just so crazy. Um, But yeah, yeah you know, you.
2: There's some there's some good ones. Um, I'm I'm working. If you if you guys have Instagram pulled up, uh, look up a, a guy named his Instagram tag is called Proton Factories. Okay. He's got a very like Simpsons-esque character for his uh, profile picture. Oh yeah,
1: man, this is cool
2: so if you guys if you guys run into this guy uh you want to talk about like a guy who just produces work like at a consistent pace yeah i, I bumped into yeah. him at uh awesome con uh he's doing he did a, a a print of double cross that's going to feature in the the omnibus coming out i oh, this cool. guy phenomenal guy he's gonna he if he's not already blown up i'm probably downplaying his significance in the comic world here but uh he's he's gonna be huge nice yeah he's doing pretty good he's got over. a
1: nice he's got a nice following very nice following much better than me that's for sure <laughs> he does
2: he does a lot of cons um and then great. uh, uh he doesn't have a instagram presence but yeah there's there's a couple of artists that are that you just bump into that you're like yeah i'm gonna I need to get in while the getting's good, you know. We need yeah. to make friends before you blow up and become way bigger than anything I hope to be, so.
1: There's a few guys that I knew them before they got huge. Yeah. And, like, they'd been, like, they they were writers, and they were like, oh, we should do something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I'm, I turn around, like, a, six months later, and they are like, you know, Marvel exclusive. Look at this guy. knocking out of the park. And now it's like, I can't even, like... I can't even get close enough to even be like, "Oh, hey, hey, congrats, man!" Like life's going. Send him that message
2: and be like, "Hey, man, you remember that project we were going to work on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember that project? That. Yeah.
1: They're like, "No, I'm writing the Marvel movies now." Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Have
2: we met? Do I know you?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had. I won't say who it is, but there was one guy who's like, A-list supreme now, just like celebrity rock oh, star. Man. And he came to me at a convention, like, dude. Got I just wanted to meet you. We got to work together. This would be great. And then literally, like a few months later, he was just like, yeah, explosion just everywhere. Just Brian knows who does. I do. After, but I do. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, was, S- S- shit.
2: <laughs> there was a book. Yeah. Um, I think it came out like right when I was leaving Alaska. And i I'm so mad that I missed it. Uh, I, I guarantee you picked it up though. It's like set in the future of Alaska.
1: Oh, has, um. Like,
2: you know what book I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I went... I didn't buy the book, but I went and talked to the the creative team.
2: I always kick myself like, man, if I, I wish I would have... I wish I would have linked up with that creative team. Yeah. To, d- to do something. There's a lot of books like that. Um, and also, I... Man, I, I do... I do a lot of projects with, like, really weird stuff. Um, tattoo artist. Nice. Like, I'll go to, like... Oh, interesting. Like, craft... Yeah, I'll go to, like, craft... Uh, conventions and stuff and you'll just uh, see people uh you'll see people sitting there like sketching yeah and it'll just be sketching the most bizarre like weird stuff and like what do you do and they're like oh i'm a tattoo artist and like hey man you ever done like a you ever done like a comic book cover yeah, yeah just all That's the cool. false I like that you're... of like yeah no i could i you know i'll put you on a comic book cover i'm totally a big shot kind of thing for sure not at all. God, but, I, think, yeah.
1: I think people just appreciate the opportunity. Honestly, yeah. It's so hard to, I think, get that. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, it, to yeah. find anybody who's like, it wants to be a champion of what you're working on. Like, dude, that's it's huge. I mean,
0: that's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's cool. I think it's cool that you do that. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who the guy was that came up here, and it was an image book. Um, I want to say his name was. Give me a sketch, but I can't read his, can't read his signature. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Yes. I don't know. I, Oops. He was a nice. They, they were a nice. He was a nice guy, but yeah, he's doing. Um, he's been kind of like a. Li- he's been doing image projects for a
2: really long time. He's gonna be listening but, to this podcast and be like, "God, Ted, man." I, Guarantee does dude. not listen to this podcast yeah
0: <laughs> you I never know
2: po- Yeah, podcast you know you're talking about being proud of me man this podcast is blown up for you guys
1: thanks yeah it's It'll getting there nice. yeah we had a we had to do like a restructuring a while back because yeah. went uh, not when the uh, apple um they really i don't know what happened but they like a bunch of our episodes went in download and then they messed we changed mm-hmm. we, we did like a graphics overhaul which and um They didn't update it. Instead, they did the opposite, and so they went with like our placeholder graphic. Yeah, and we just watched our downloads just like go down the tubes because it. So it was just one of those. We were like, "What the fuck's going on?"
0: We stopped for like, what two months? I think we took like a two month break and just kind of restructured stuff and like re put things back together. And uh, it's been since since we've done that. It's really really picked up, and it's been pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to get me. A, a t-shirt
1: or a hat man there you go oh, there you go there you go uh yeah I, I that's the next step is I gotta rebuild restructure the store yeah um like I like we go through Tee Public, and they're good but their quality of some of their shirts are um a little suspect I think I might yeah. switch over to threads threads is pretty good and that you can get like on there they have like hats and uh skateboards like you can get skate decks and shit yeah and so I was like oh that would be cool, especially with the comic that Brian and I are, are on right now. That mm-hmm. would be awesome to have some kind of... Just cool merch, you know, different merch that you can offer the folks.
2: Um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always looking to see what I can add on the merch stuff, too. That's uh, one of the biggest yeah. uh, answers that comes out on all the Kickstarter. People love surveys.
0: it, man. They love they love yeah. that merch.
2: They're like, we want more. I'm like, I, I don't know what else there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: I, that and, like... I don't think people realize also like once you get beyond like stickers and bookmarks and like art cards, it's it expensive even, like, t-shirts. It becomes really, I mean, you know, I know you've made t-shirts before. T-shirts are always the hardest gamble, right? Cause you go, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to sell out of all my mediums and larges immediately. And then am I going to get stuck with much of extra small? Like that's happened to me. My wife and I bought years ago, we did like a whole, whole order of shirts and we sold most of them. But then we got stuck with like, I don't know, Like 56 extra smalls, and then you know, there you go, yeah, you know, know. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. see it, yeah, yeah. And then I felt bad, is like we kept getting people wanting extra larges, and I was like, dude, we didn't order, you know, those were the first to go, we don't have any extra larges, and we didn't do like print to order, they just didn't have services like that. We just went through like a you know, a print shop that that's what they do, is they Mm -hmm. print up shirts, and um it's just super expensive. I like like T public and some of these online, um, I guess shops because it's, everything's to order since I mean, even Vista print. Like I just did for, um, for convention. I just printed up some shirts for like Brian and myself yeah. and my sister and stuff. It just is fun just to test it out and do they They're great. They looked, the quality was good. We got them in like a, like, I don't know, like a week and a half or something. They showed yeah. pretty like, like,
0: I mean, it yeah. took me three months to mail them to you, but, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> I do. Uh, I work with a company out of uh, New Jersey called East Coast Custom Creations uh, for a lot okay. of my stuff. It's, you know, print on order. Um, oh, that's nice. But we're doing uh, some stuff through uh, – I do a lot of stickers and everything through Sticker Mule. Yeah, And they have T-shirts do- now too, so I'm thinking about ordering some T-shirts yeah. from them to see how they turn out.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah, Sticker Mule is the way to go. Yeah. Oh, look at Bright. He's ready. Okay. So, we're at that point we got to go through like what we're actually like reading, reading. You 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 talked about some of the stuff. Yeah. Anything else you want to highlight real quick like any uh, like,
2: looks just No, nah, I mean I got some Marvel titles that I'm I'm catching up
1: sure. on. Sure. Uh, what what titles are you catching up on? What
2: um, they? I think I've got uh, I've got the Joker War Saga. Um, I've got uh Extermination and I've got Mystonic uh from Aftershock comics because it's lovecraft so i pick up anything lovecraft
1: cool oh cool
2: sucker for After- it. if they keep making it i'll keep buying it
1: aftershock is um legit shout out to mike martz he yep. just left the company uh i wish him nothing but the best over at uh, mad cave hope he knocks it out of the park Nice. and i will be emailing you mike good <laughs> <idea>. nice <laughs> anyways uh bry what did you – what do you have for – look at him over there like, <laughs> just clutching his book like a child at Christmas. I am a child uh, at Christmas.
0: So I just picked up the Todd McFarlane's oh. Spider-Man Artist Edition, um, and it is beautiful. It's uh, – what? It, why are you laughing? This, guy, this guy's laughing. When I showed it to him a couple nights ago, he was like, oh, fuck. That's so cool. Oh, man. I got to get one of those. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna get it, but yeah, it does look really fucking.
0: I mean, good. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for artist editions just in general. I mean, I love seeing the original the scan the high resolution scans of the original pages. Um, oh wow! That just uh, makes it makes it worth it to me. And uh, you know, the cool thing the cool thing about these artist editions is that I mean, they're a piece of art on themselves. You know, they're if you can't afford the original pages, this is, this is the way to do it. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of, uh, I've been looking through this and, and checking out all of the different, uh, cause it doesn't have, it's not complete issues. It's like a bunch of pages from a bunch of his, uh, from a bunch of his Spider-Man run. Um, and probably then you couldn't get all the pages. Probably not. Nice. And, uh, I mean, just the, the design and the, the production is all, is all really just top notch. Um, and other than that, like, I haven't, re- I haven't really been reading comics. I've been reading, um, I'm a sucker for sci-fi and, uh, you know, um, the expanse is one of my favorite TV shows. And I finally ventured in, I've watched it like three or four times, like all the way through. And I finally ventured into the books. Um, and I'm, so I'm on book five, uh, right now and, uh, written by, James S.A. Corey, which is actually, uh, two art, two writers, and that's their combined. When you combine the two of them, they become James S.A. Corey, but it's, uh, uh, what is it? Ty Frank and Daniel Abrams. Um, so yeah, so they created this, uh, you know, this world of the expanse and interesting thing about the expanse was that its original concept was, um, they were designing a video game. And then the video game didn't sell, and so they kept the rights. And then they turned it into a role-playing game. And as they played the role-playing game, they realized, "Oh man, there's so much story here. Let's create. Let's turn these into novels." And so um, one of the one of the really interesting things is like all of the names of of all of the na- main characters. Those are names that when they played the tabletop game with their friends. Those were the names that their friends came up with for the characters, you know, like like playing the role playing games. So I think that that's really cool. And, uh, you know, it's a space opera, which is which is amazing. It dives into, you know, racism, classism in the future um, with some alien alien um, science fiction, horror, all of that kind of combined into it. And it's uh, the series is fantastic. I can't recommend it enough.
2: One day I'll watch it. <laughs> well, even if you. Watch the first season.
0: Yeah, even if you don't watch it, read the books. So the books are great. But, yeah.
1: Well, I went. I took a page out of Bry's book and I went DC, but I went old school DC because, like I said, I'm into the miniseries right now. Yeah. Um, well, not really old school, but, uh, you know, Tim Sale just I passed away not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't really. I mean, I've seen a lot of his work, but I haven't like actually sat down and like read it, read it. And I picked this up out of a bargain bin. It was uh, Catwoman: cat in Rome, just like the graphic design for the covers is yeah. really impressive. And, um, I wasn't able to read it because I've been trying to find this issue in online for an, a reasonable price. Cause I didn't want to pay like 60 bucks for it or something. Right. For 18 page store, like issue. And uh, anyways, I found it for like five, and so I'm reading this right now. And I was never like a Catwoman fan, but I think I'm a Catwoman fan now. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's written by uh, Jeff Loeb. They do and, they do uh, Catwoman
0: which, really well together, the two of them.
1: Yeah, it. Um it's cool it's really cool and there's a lot of uh there's a few characters from like the rogues gallery that show like the joker shows up at one point but like she's using the riddler as almost like her intel guy so she flies over to rome and she's like got the riddler with her and he's just this like little Weasley guy and mm-hmm. she keeps like listen you're here for a reason you mess up I i can end it real quick and so he just becomes like you know her kind of uh assistant. It's really it was it was really good. And then she's, you know, dealing with like the like old school Italian mafia, you know. Um it uh Yeah, and the, and of course it's Jeff Loeb. So like you know, like the pages are so are really well designed. Mm-hmm. Um the spotting you know, of blacks and stuff. Like You mean Tim it, it's Sale? It's one of those or Tim Sale. Who did I say, Jeff Loeb? Yeah. Yeah, Tim Sale, like his art design, like I was never like just look at first glance looking at his artwork. I was never like, Oh, this is like I'm more of like a, I, as much as I hate to admit, I'm more of like a Jeff Darrow type guy. I get super impressed with like all the crazy detail and all this crazy shit. Yeah. And, um, and like, I respect like the more designy based stuff, but I just never, it's never what I gravitate towards. And, um, and dude, sale could tell a story, but he, he was kind of like, uh, his name doesn't matter, but yeah, his storytelling is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Enjoying that, not only from and like normally, like Jeff Loeb, like I I like his writing, um, but some of his stuff is like kind of at least for me, it just seems like it's a little hit or miss. Sometimes I'm really into it, sometimes I'm not. Sure, I, you know, but um you know, they always say Jeff Loeb is an artist writer. You know, he would always coordinate with his artists and go, "What do you want to draw?" Right, and, right. Uh, you can tell he did that in this and the stuff that you know Sale wanted to draw just makes it. So awesome. It really does. It just makes it so much fun. Yeah, man, that's pretty much all. I haven't really had a ton. I'm kind of in a similar boat, which I can't really talk about on air, uh, but I can tell you afterwards about uh, writing, uh, some writing stuff that uh, I normally don't get hired to write, um, but that's something that's kind of changed, been a change of gears for me. Cool. So uh, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I that's all I've taken
0: in. All right. Well, speaking of taking in, why don't I uh, why don't I take us home? Wow, that was so smooth. Yeah. I, you know that's Just that's what I do it.
2: The perfect transition.
0: That's what I do. That's what I do here on Blue Tiger. Um, do you? Do you? Most of the <laughs> time. Practice.
2: I remember most of the time.
1: Smooth.
0: I do. There's I do, listen. Times. I have one bad one, and you never <laughs> let me hear the end of it. All right, one bad one. Um, what episode was that? That was a couple episodes. That was Mark Russell. That's right. I just couldn't. He's just, an intimidating. I was just flustered and I could not speak. Um, hey, it happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. So clearly, we know because oh. it happened to me. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Tiger Cubs, man, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for helping continue the uh, the podcast to grow. Uh, we're grateful for it. Um, you know what to do blue tiger revenge.substack.com. That's the home of blue tiger revenge. That's the home of operation blue. That's where you can find us. You can listen to the episodes. You can read the write-ups. You see the links to everything that we share and post. Um, Also, if you're not following us on Instagram at blue tiger revenge, you really should be that, uh, that fire content gets, uh, gets posted. And um, it's pretty great. It's we we post some, we post some fun things. We have fun with it. Uh, Come have fun with us as well um and then finally you know really want to thank ludy of warden comics thanks man for coming on the uh, show
2: thank you for having me again
0: yeah where uh who you know as you all know monstrosities out on kickstarter right now the link is in on our sub stack make sure you check it out make sure you back it let's get that fucking hard cover um <laughs> ludy where can uh where can people find you
2: uh you can find me at uh, wardencomics.com. uh that's our that's our homepage. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, some sometimes on the Twitter, mostly on the Instagram. But
0: hell yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, well that is all I have, Tad. Do you have anything else?
1: Oh, let me think. Oh, no, boy. I I got nothing. I'm all out of tiger milk, dry as a bone, as they say.
0: All right, well, uh, if that's the case, <laughs> what time is it? Yeah, the music.